I've identified four types of superpowers. Discover yours on this week's episode of the Enough Already podcast. Had enough? Ready to turn your career into your own consulting and coaching business? You're in the right place. I'm Betsy Jordan, and with my background as a consultant, entrepreneur, and personal brand builder, I'm here to give you inspiration and guidance to own your brilliance, shape your brand, articulate your message, and get seen and paid as the expert that you already are. This is Enough Already, the place for consultants and coaches to learn how to create businesses and lives that they love. Hi there, and welcome to the Enough Already podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan, and we are in my series on owning your strengths. And if you're listening in, you definitely want that, right? You want a business where you operate in your strengths, because if you had that, you'd be so much more in flow. You'd be confident. You'd be bold. You'd make more. You'd work less, or at least you'd feel like you're working less because the work you're doing would actually make you happy. The question is, though, you've already taken the personality test and you could easily list your strengths. But what's not clear is what is it that you do that makes you uniquely and intensely valuable for the people that you want to serve? So you might know that your approach to consulting and coaching is very different than others, but you might not be able to isolate you know, exactly what is that point of differentiation or what drives it or what impact does it make? And there's so many reasons why this can be so hard. I have another podcast I would love for you to check out on the reasons why it can be so hard to see our strengths. But here's the thing, even though this is a series on owning your strengths, I really wonder sometimes is if strengths is the actual word that we're looking for, because I don't think we're just trying to identify what we're innately good at or better than others. So strengths is all about figuring that part out. And I believe what we're trying to do is clarify, you know, what is the gifts that we were given for this this lifetime. And so the strengths language is just not sufficient for that. We can't talk about what is my purpose through the language of strengths. We need a different type of language. The word genius comes from the Latin and it means attendant spirit present from one's birth. So your genius is so much more than just how are you hardwired? And that's why these personality tests just aren't enough. So we need this language that conveys the power of your being, how you show up with your clients, what you activate in them. And therefore we need the language of archetypes, which I'm gonna share with you all about in this episode. So here's the thing. I've been certified in so many personality types like the Myers-Briggs. I think I got certified back in my 20s, which I love the Myers-Briggs. I love the DISC test. I love the Strengths Finder. But getting certified as an archetype consultant through Carolyn Mace's program, that was a total game changer. Soon as I started discovering the world of archetypes, I knew that that was the secret behind great brands like my former employer, Disney, which I know for a fact does not sell room nights and theme park tickets. They sell magical memories. That's all in the world of archetypes. And I also knew that archetypes were so flexible in their language because they will tell you so much more than what are you good or bad at, strengths, weaknesses, areas of opportunity. They help answer these questions that a lot of my clients face who are in that midlife type time period where they're wondering, who am I? What is my purpose? It's all around the archetypes that will help answer those questions. This is why my brand building process is so transformational. I think it's because archetypes give me a way to mirror for my clients the essence of who they are, who they've been their whole lives, and what makes them special in language that automatically connects with them. If you want to learn more about my brand building program, head on over to www.betsyjordan.com forward slash services. Now on to the show. 
So now it's time to talk about the four types of superpowers. But before I do, let me explain a little bit more about archetypes, which is how I'm describing these superpowers. So how many times have you looked at someone and quickly characterized them with a statement like, oh, he's such a bully, or she's such a saint, or what a diva? These are archetypes, which are the universal language of the human soul. So they date back to the dawn of human history, and it's um, been around since the time of Plato, but it was really Carl Jung who really developed archetypes into this more comprehensive system. And archetypes are these reoccurring characters in art, literature, myth, religion, stories, movies, etc., etc. This is a language that you already know because they are encoded in you. And you see these archetypes over and over again. So there's a reason why these actors that we love so much play the same roles over and over again. So for example, Tom Hanks, he always plays the everyman. So from Forrest Gump to Mr. Rogers, he's the everyman. Hugh Jackman is a warrior hero who relentlessly overcomes the odds to experience freedom in roles as diverse as Wolverine or Jean Valjean in Les Miserables or P.T. Barnum in The Greatest Showman. Speaking of The Greatest Showman, Zac Efron, he plays the same role all the time. He's always the prince. So he finds his heart in this movie, but he also does the same thing in High School Musical and Hairspray. Jennifer Aniston, she's the girl next door. Sofia Vergara is the goddess. Even Meryl Streep plays according to her archetype because she's a shapeshifter, so she could literally change form for the role. Our favorite movies are deeply archetypal. Even though the details of Star Wars, The Lion King, Harry Potter, The Wizard of Oz are all vastly different, they tell one common story, and that story is the hero's journey, the monomyth that cuts across all cultures identified by 20th century mythologist Joseph Campbell. So, why am I telling you all about archetypes? Because I'm going to be talking about the superpowers using the language of archetypes. And even though archetypes are the foundation of many popular personality tests like the Myers-Briggs, the thing about archetypes is you could think of them as these intimate companions. There's a more They provide like a more holistic view of somebody's personality, drives, feelings, beliefs, motivations. It's just more comprehensive. So that's why we're talking about archetypes. Now, let me talk about how I'm going to be using the archetypes to describe the superpowers. So the reality is there's a bazillion archetypes out there. There's literally endless archetypes out there in the collective unconscious. I've grouped them into four families that connect with the different ways that people approach work. And when you understand which archetype family you most belong to, that is the indication of what your superpowers are. So as I go through each of the four families of work-related archetypes, I want you to think about which family feels most like home to you. Not just where you're successful at or even proficient, but what feels most like you in your core. Okay, so you ready? Let's get going. So let's think about work. All work begins with an idea. And the ones that work in the realm of ideas are the visionaries. So the first group that we're going to be talking about are the visionaries. The visionary family are the ones who dream about the potential of what the world or organizations can be and create. They are the ones that others turn to for out-of-the-box ideas. They shift perception on challenges, and they're the ones who create ideas that will turn into money in the future. So their core contribution is all about vision, creating opportunities. They are all about creative expression. They thrive on ideas, intuition, what's possible. They get others to dream bigger, to dare more, to embrace ambitious goals and dreams. They love to create the ideal product, service, or experience. They're not afraid to challenge the status quo. 
you know, in this family, there's a lot of specific different types of visionaries. There's creators, there's dreamers, magicians, storytellers, so many others. The best way to understand them is through some of the famous visionaries. Obviously, Walt Disney was a famous visionary. He's the one who could look in an orange grove and see an entire city. Um, you could also look at Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. My favorites, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's a brilliant genius who can just hear a story, uh, read a book about about Hamilton. In his mind, he's a hip-hop artist, and he created all of Hamilton. Doctor Strange from the Marvel characters. An example of one of my clients is Chris. He is a visionary. He's a kind of a visionary entertainer. And what's so interesting about him is he's this workplace video producer. And what is so powerful him for him to understand that he's this entertainer is what he was able to figure out is that he doesn't just create these videos that improve employee performance. He does that. But because he's an entertainer, his videos are fun and memorable. And so what happens with his clients is he's able to transform motivation and connection and so much more. So that's the visionary family. So once the visionaries take an idea and these ideas take form, now it's time for the second family to step in and these are the sages. So these are the ones that use the power of their thinking and intellect to make sure that there's security and stability. They make sure that tasks are approached in smart and strategic ways. So they're all about that structure, the thought out plans. They are the tribe of thinking. They thrive on learning and data. They seek out wisdom and truth. They like to be perceived as competent and control. They contribute to the world through their ability to strategize, to plan, organize, fix. They make the world better through creating order and structure. Inside this family, there's architects and engineers and analysts and strategists and experts and so many others. There's so many famous sages out there. There's, you know, Oprah, Yoda, Hillary Clinton, Jim Collins, um, my some of my recent favorites because I'm obsessed right now with Ozark. So there's Marty Bird from Ozark. There's Tony Stark and Bruce Banner from Marvel. Many, many, many of my clients are sages. And what I love about sages is they love this step-by-step -step predictability, but they also bring that kind of predictability to other people. So for example, Rachel is a dating coach who's a sage. And what makes her really unique is that she doesn't just provide advice about dating or help with a profile. She offers a strategic plan to finding love, which is really, really valuable for her high-achieving women clients who have had a little bit of stress in the area of dating. And she helps them achieve their goals in a way that's strategic, that supports the way she thinks. So now let's move on to the third family. So once the strategies and structures are in place, the caretaker family takes over. Those who live in this quadrant are the ones that are all about belonging. They place a high value on relationships within and among people. So their priority is to making sure that everybody works and lives together in a collaborative and harmonious way. Their core contribution is to foster belonging. So again, they forge connections with and between people. This is the tribe of feeling. They thrive on caring, nurturing others, and creating relationships. They are all about supporting others in their career or life journeys, and they want others to know that they have someone in their corner. So they contribute to the world through their ability to forge community and teamwork and match the right people to the right tasks. So inside this tribe, there's networkers, there's ambassadors, there's mentors, there's teachers, there's guides, there's so many others. 
famous caretakers, my recent obsession. Okay, so it seems like I must watch TV all the live long day. But one of my more recent favorites is Ted Lasso. Love the show. He's a total caretaker from a leadership standpoint. Tom Hanks is in this tribe. Black Widow and Captain America from Marvel are in this tribe. Um, Princess Diana, Mary Poppins. Um, next week, you're going to meet Renee, who's one of my clients, and she's just two clicks away from launching her business and brand. And what was really cool when we were working on her business and her brand is that we tapped into her ambassador energy. So she had this caretaker ambassador energy that she's had throughout her whole life. And it's been the fuel for her career, which is something that she didn't see right away. But she's always been this one who's creating harmony among different people for their family and at her former work. And we were able to leverage this to identify her differentiation in the market because she doesn't just help her clients achieve their goals. She helps them achieve their goals in a way where everybody's in alignment. So she creates alignment among boards and members, volunteers and employees. You'll hear all about her story next week. So finally, once ideas have form, strategies are created, people are enrolled, the warrior family steps in and they make sure results happen. So those who live in this quadrant place a high value on achievement and getting things done. And they're all about getting things started as well. And they want to orchestrate people and tasks to effectively and efficiently deliver results. So their core contribution is to encourage action. They mobilize others to make things happen. Again, accomplishment, doing. They contribute to the world as well because they have this ability to overcome these impossible odds and activate change and possibilities. So they make the world better by being the best. So they're less about nurturing others and more about challenging them to rise to the occasion. So in this family, there's operators, there's athletes, rebels, activators, commanders, and so many others. Famous warriors, you might look at an advocate like an Aaron Brockovich. Um, other favorites might be Thor, Wanda, or Hulk from Marvel. So those are the four categories of superpowers, four categories of archetypes. So what's yours? What's your primary archetype? You're not sure? Totally normal. Choosing your primary archetype that reflects your true business superpower might prove to be a bit of a challenge for one big reason. What's driving you to grow your business isn't the same as what drove you in earlier parts of your career. So in our 20s, we figure out what we're good at. In our 30s, we honed our skills and our competence and we became an expert. And then somewhere in midlife, we notice big parts of who we are and what we're truly amazing at got left behind. So now we're struggling trying to create this business off of what's most true about us and the survival brain. It just doesn't always cooperate. So I definitely have additional podcasts for you to check out on imposter syndrome and what happens when our survival brain kind of goes a little bit into overdrive. So let's recap. There's four types of archetypes that reflect unique superpowers. There's visionaries, there's sages, caretakers, and warriors. Let me give you a quick test to know the difference between the four. So imagine yourself in a meeting and somebody poses a question to the group that you're part of. There's predictable responses from different members of the team. So think about if somebody asks a question, what would be your gut response to a question? The warriors will typically say, hey, this is what we should do. The sages will say, hmm, this is what I think. And the caretakers will say, hmm, this is what I feel. And the visionaries will say, well, Let's look at it from this angle. So think about it for you. You know, what's your natural response and how would you respond to that question? 
Let me give you a few practical next steps. Just start to notice these four families of archetypes all around you. I tell you, once you see the four, you will not be able to not see them because they show up everywhere all the time as a unit. So in The Wizard of Oz, you have Dorothy, the visionary dreamer. You have Scarecrow, the sage. You have Tin Man, the caretaker. And the lion, who should be more warrior, but it's kind of operating in the shadow. We'll talk about the, the uh, lion at a different day. But you could still see these other four, Sex in the City. You could see Carrie the Visionary, Miranda the Sage, Charlotte the Caretaker, Samantha the Warrior. Even Seinfeld has these four. You see these four everywhere. And pay attention to yourself. You know, what is your true native way of being in the world without the shoulds and without the expectations? The other tip I'll give you is just pay attention when people come to you for help and advice and what they're actually asking you for. Not the specifics around your expertise, but just think about what they're asking of you and your energy. Do they want your help at seeing a situation differently or finding words or creating images to describe something that they see? If so, you might be a visionary. Do they ask for your wise advice and counsel or do they ask you to fix something or help them plan? If so, you might be a sage. Do they come to you for comfort, for guidance, for training and support? Do they need your help connecting better with others? If so, you might be a caretaker. Or do they need your help getting their butt in gear and getting things happening and moving? If so, you might be a warrior. I'll be sharing more about strengths and superpowers in the upcoming episodes. So be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. And if you enjoyed this episode and have a colleague who might get value out of it, please share it with them. You can follow me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn and I have a ton of behind the scenes consulting and coaching tutorials on YouTube. So until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review enough already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y and you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait, start today.